0: Ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, everybody
1: that is listening around the planet, beautiful people on TikTok, beautiful people on YouTube, we appreciate you guys tuning in to episode 45 of the Phenomenal Fan Podcast. We got a great episode for you guys today because guess what? The United States of America is flourishing. It's flourishing. American football, American soccer, both of them on the forefront this upcoming weekend. So thanks to everybody that's been supporting them. We got to stay behind them. We got to stay behind the U.S. men's national team. We got to stay locked in for the NFL season because it's crunch time. And we'll talk about all of it. All right, so hopefully you guys enjoy this episode, and uh, let's just get straight into it. The Phenomenal Fan Podcast, a podcast by the fan for the fan. are episode 45 of the phenomenal fan podcast my name is ryan and i appreciate the uh, support for those of you tuning in and guess what it's crunch time in the united states of america it is absolute unequivocal crunch time u.s men's national team is through to the round of 16 they are through they got through the group with England, Wales, and Iran. They take down Iran one to nothing in their final game of the group stages, and guess what? They're through to 16. They got 16 teams left, one of which is the United States of America. They're taking on the Netherlands this Saturday, okay? <sighs> Netherlands got a good squad, man. They got a good squad. I'm not going to lie to you. The Netherlands know how to play a little bit of soccer. Virgil van Dijk is going to be leading the charge for the Dutch. But you know what? At the same time, we got some good athletes too. We got some good players. We got some good athletes that know how to play a little bit of soccer. And before we get into uh, the debated, uh, you know, the debated... Uh, topic of the United States and their athletes and their players and all these different things, we will talk about the fact that the United States
0: got through despite everybody believing otherwise. There was an image that went around that we're going to talk about here And it had a bunch of dudes, like, uh... yeah, here we go.
1: It had a bunch of dudes in it that were, like, prominent athletes around the United States that were not soccer players. And they set it out before the World Cup started, and it's got all these dudes in it, and we'll talk about that. But before we do, okay, before we talk about that, it's not even that controversial, but it, it's a, it's a good discussion point. Before we talk about that, USA beats Iran 1-0. <laughs> USA beats Iran 1-0. Christian Pulisic scores the what ends up being the go-ahead and only goal the entire match. And he doesn't just score it. Okay? One thing that I want to emphasize, one thing that needs to be made abundantly clear, is Christian Pulisic arguably... The face of American
0: soccer probably is at this point. Probably our best player. He finishes this goal. And subsequently takes a knee
1: straight to the nuts, straight to the nuts. I mean, like, literally bruised his pelvis because he got hit so hard
0: in the nuts. Here's my thing.
1: Is there anything more patriotic than sacrificing your nuts for your country? Honestly, because that's what Christian
0: Pulisic did in front of the entire world against Iran. He comes in to finish
1: the the cross, puts the ball in the back of the net, takes the knees straight to the groin, scores the goal, USA goes through anything more patriotic than that I will I don't think so and you have to love that and then on top of it a photo somehow gets out from him because he got like smoked okay he got smoked but and he had to leave the game early at halftime People are people are saying right after the game ended, like you know, Christian Pulisic's status—it's questionable. Who knows what's going to happen with him in their game against the Netherlands on Saturday? And an image starts circulating social media, apparently a Snapchat of some capacity of Chris of Christian Pulisic in some sort of ambulance or hospital bed, like tied up,
0: and just thumbs up. Uh, what did he say? Christian, uh, Pulisic. There it is. It's a picture of him.
1: The picture circulates from social media of him in a hospital bed. He apparently is in excellent spirits, even though his nuts just got kneed through his stomach. And he says, so fucking proud of my guys. I'll be ready Saturday.
0: Don't worry. Like, are you kidding me? Some people said he didn't get hit in the balls. And, you know, that may be the case. But at the end of the day, I'd
1: like to have this story, have a little bit more, uh, you know, folklore to it. So I'm going to stick with the ball story. I'm going to stick with the patriotism. And I'm going to stick with the fact that Christian Pulisic is an absolute baller and Team USA has a legitimate shot to win the World Cup.
0: Even if they don't, so what? Now, moving on. Yeah, Saturday and two days
1: from now, from the day we're recording this, Team USA plays the Netherlands in around the sixteen. There's a chance that by the t- next time we record, USA will be eliminated. There's a chance by the time the next time, uh, there's a chance that by the next time we record, USA will be down to the elite
0: eight. In which case, that is absolutely incendiary and electric. I'll also say this, going through my Twitter account, all right?
1: Objectively, objectively speaking, okay? Objectively speaking, I have heard many other countries' national anthems. Let me just start with this, okay? The United States of America's national anthem is the best national anthem in the world. And I really don't think it's particularly close. And objectively speaking, when you talk about the impact and the prominence of a song or a national anthem in this case, it comes down to things like lyrics, delivery, musical timing, pace, things of that nature. Now, I haven't spent my entire life listening to another country's national anthem, but I hear other countries' national anthems during stuff like the World Cup the Olympics, so on and so forth. And I truly sit and listen. And you have to because you have to respect the other team or the guy who won the gold medal or things of that nature. And every time I hear another team or another country's national anthem, I follow just strictly mostly the musical melody. And in most cases, they don't even play the lyrics to the songs. In most cases, they don't even play the lyrics to the national anthems. I just follow along with the musical melody and... A lot of times, I just get lost. I'm like, "What? where is this going? And and then the ending of the U.S. National Anthem. I mean, it is by far the best. Just musically, and then you add the lyrics on top of it. It's electric. It's incendiary. Gets me fired up, but that's completely beside the point. USA's National Anthem is the best
0: in the world. Um... Moving on to the tweet, right? SportsCenter puts this tweet out. SportsCenter puts the tweet out. Imagine, imagine, well, yeah, it it just makes, it's such a, it's so poorly executed, all right? I'll tell you what I thought of this tweet, but I'm curious what you guys think of this. SportsCenter puts out a tweet.
1: Imagine these American stars suiting up in this year's World Cup. And it's a horribly photoshopped 11-man squad wearing Team USA men's national jerseys, but it's non-soccer players. Patrick Mahomes, Saquon Barkley, Steph Curry, OBJ, Patrick Kane, Mike Trout, Mookie Betts, LeBron, Bam Adebayo, Kevin Durant, Austin Matthews. I think the execution was dog shit, but I don't think the idea. Yeah, I think the execution was dog shit, but I don't think the idea was that bad. I don't think the idea was that bad. One thing you have to understand is that soccer, in and of itself, is a finesse sport that requires years of training and fine tuning and specialty to it. Just like a baseball player, uh, just like hitting a baseball, just like shooting a three pointer, um, just like skating down the ice and shooting a puck. I think the general idea is taking some of the best athletic people in our country and assuming that they played soccer their entire lives and how good they would be. And that thought crosses my mind every time I watch the World Cup because I see these guys running around the field, and you know, soccer may not necessarily be a sport that's designed for somebody that's as big as LeBron James. That's six foot eight, two hundred and sixty pounds. But if LeBron played soccer from when he was age four till age twenty three, I have a pretty good inkling that I have a pretty good idea that LeBron would absolutely dominate at soccer and the United States of America would dominate if Saquon OBJ Mike Trout LeBron Patrick Mahomes etc had played soccer their whole lives but to say that you could just take all those dudes and throw them in a soccer game put them together and they would dominate that is absolutely not the case So, poorly executed by SportsCenter, but I like the idea. I like talking about it. And at the end of the day, I still believe the United
0: States has the best athletes in the entire world. They just don't play soccer. Poorly executed
1: by SportsCenter. You know what, though? It is what it is, guys. I get it. You know, I I know
0: what they're doing, and it's just social media. I think people shouldn't be taking it so
1: seriously. I mean, it literally is like it's Twitter, so just relax. Uh but I think Sports Center actually ended up deleting it because it got so much uh like just got so much hate, like so much backfire stuff. So, uh yeah, it was you know not not the best execution, but not the worst idea.
0: All right? Um So, Team USA,
1: soccer, on to the round of 16. Christian Pulisic is an American hero. America has the best athletes, but soccer is a specialized, fine-tuned sport that takes years to train and become good at, as is the case with most other sports, and that is what it is, Okay. But the reason these guys don't play Americans or the American people don't play as much soccer or soccer is not as high on our priority lists is because we have other sports like football. And on the topic of football, those kids play football their entire lives, essentially, right? You start in peewee. You start when you're 8, 9, 10, 12, 15 years old, get into call, school, uh, get into high school, play high school football, then you get recruited to play in college, and then once you go to college, you could potentially play in the NFL. That's usually the route that most people go to play in the NFL. And there's nothing else in this world, I believe, for an amateur athlete to compete in like
0: American college football. Right? So, This kid on Oregon's team, right, it, I don't know, man.
1: I I have a differing viewpoint on this, okay? So video circulates to the internet. A player on Oregon's football team is coming off the field after they come, af, he's coming off the field. A player on Oregon's men's, uh, it's not even a men's football team, it's a regular-ass football team. A player on Oregon's football team is coming off the field after his team suffers a devastating loss to state rival Oregon State. Right? They blow a huge lead. They're super bummed out. And the fans at Oregon State, they storm the field. This happens pretty frequently. This happens a lot more often, actually, than people realize. I mean, it happens I would say almost once or twice a week during the college football season, depending on the matchups
0: and the upsets and things of that nature. But he's coming off the field, right? And some kid walks by him in an Oregon State jersey.
1: And the thing is, we don't know... (laughs) I'm not going to sit here and tell you the violence is always the answer, and it's never the answer. But here's a few, uh, here's a few viewpoints that people just seem to not have in this situation. A, we don't know what that kid said to the player. We don't know. It could have been something horrific. In which case, dude, I mean, whatever. But I don't know. Go for it. You got to defend yourself. B, students storming the field. Puts the student athletes, the football players, especially the visiting team, in a like super dangerous spot. Right, they are surrounded by thousands of people that they don't know that have free reign to essentially run up to them and do whatever they want to them. They don't have security guards escorting them off the field. They don't. They're not in a safe situation, and so when you are in those situations, most of the time your immediate response. And your first instinct is to be, is to fight because you got to defend for yourself and you got to be prepared for anything coming at you on top of all that and see the football player himself. He just came off competing in a super high leverage, high intensity, high emotion sporting event, specifically with football players where they are taught and are still in the mindset of maximizing and inflicting as much pain as possible on their opponent. So when some random dude runs by you. Probably chirps you with something that you don't want to hear after you just got beat. And you're still in that competitive mindset as a football player. And you throw a right hand. And everyone goes, whoa, what's he doing? Holy cow, how uncalled called for? Wrong, wrong, and wrong. Alright? How about... If we're going to let teams storm the field, we got to have an exit strategy for the visiting team on the sideline to go straight to the tunnel. And in this case, that clearly wasn't how it is. He was walking across the field. Kid gets chirped and punches him. All right? So I'm not going to sit here and tell you, yeah, you know what? Anytime you come into a conflict with anybody or you have an issue, uh, yeah, punch him. But you got to understand where this guy's coming from, man. And also, he didn't inflict, like, maximum injury on this guy he didn't like punch him until he stopped breathing he just hit him in the back of the head and then he got grabbed by his his teammates and coaches and things like that and I told him to calm down but let me guess the guy walked by I'm not going to make assumptions at it but something probably like you guys suck nice loss idiot fucking loser something like that what are you gonna do If you're walking in a hostile environment, having just come off high-adrenaline competition, probably just, just, you're going to walk by and do nothing? Probably not, is just all I'm
0: saying. All right? you got to understand where these guys are coming from a little bit. Now. Going into this weekend... We've got some incredibly,
1: incredibly intriguing matchups in the NFL. Incredibly intriguing matchups. Bills Patriots is kicking off here in a few minutes
0: from when I'm recording this. Steelers Falcons poop bowl, but
1: spreads one point, so it should be a good football game. Bears Packers. In Chicago with a banged up Aaron Rodgers. Both teams seemingly at this point out of the postseason picture, but still uh still seeming to be a close game. Jags Lions, another bit of a kind of snoozer, but one uh one point spread for Jacksonville. Jets and Vikings, Vikings at home. Three point spread. Should be a good football game. Mike White. Zach Wilson, who's it going to be? Commanders and Giants. Now, looking back on this game at the beginning of the season and looking into week 13 and seeing Commanders-Giants, you're probably thinking that game's going to suck. Guess what? Commanders are 7-5. and five. Guess what? Giants are 7-4. and four. It's going to be a football game. And even more so, the Commanders are favored by 2.5 points. It's going to be a good football game. Titans and Eagles, going to be a great football game in Philadelphia on Sunday. Eagles favored by four and a half. Browns, Texans, bit of a seducer. Browns should take it. Seahawks, Rams, again, looking back on this game, you circled it back in your calendar in week 13. Hey, Seahawks, Rams, divisional matchup. Rams are going to smoke them. Nah, uh Stafford's hurt. Donald's hurt. Cooper Cup's hurt. Seahawks are favored
0: by a touchdown in L.A., I mean, they should be, but great football game. Dolphins 49ers in the late slate. I mean, give
1: me a break. What a football game. What a football game. Dolphins 49ers. Going to be a great football game. How about Chiefs Bengals in Cincinnati? Great football game. Chargers-Raiders isn't going to be a snoozer. Vegas is favored by a point. Sunday night is Colts-Cowboys. I'd expect Dallas to win that game. And then Monday night, Saints-Bucks. Divisional matchup. Okay? So, that'll leave me with my last talking point here. All right? I know I wanted to do this earlier in the year. Got caught up in a few things. Didn't make the list of topics. Now...
0: I want to do it. And as of week 13, this is my all NFL offense in the in the
1: premium positions, receiver, running back, fullback, quarterback, tight end. All right, going from the outside in, we're going to take three receivers two tight ends two running backs two quarterbacks starters backups we'll take four receivers in that case four receivers two tight ends two running backs two quarterbacks all right
0: if i'm picking my if i'm picking my two tight ends uh let me see We'll go from the outside in. We'll take four wide receivers in the NFL, all
1: right? At number one overall, I'm going to take Justin Jefferson. He will start for me. He will be the number one receiver. He is the number one receiver in the NFL as we speak. At number two, I'm taking Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is the second best receiver in the NFL. He is an incredible athlete, incredible playmaker, always open, and he's the number two receiver and number two on my team. Number three receiver I'm taking, it's got to be Tyreek. Tyreek Hill, he's the third string receiver in this fake team, but Tyreek is the number three receiver, and he's an absolute baller.
0: Baller. At number four, this might surprise people, but I think I'm taking Jamar Chase.
1: Jamar Chase hasn't been healthy this year, but last year, in what turned out to be Basically, his first like full season with a great quarterback, 1,400 receiving yards, 13 touchdowns. Jamar Chase is my fourth best receiver in the NFL. He's number four on this team. All right? Going to tight end. I'm going to take two, a starter and a backup. I'm going to take Travis Kelsey as my starter. That's a pretty obvious one. I'll take Mark Andrews as my backup.
0: Two great players, two great receivers. and running backs, okay?
1: It's hard to pick a starter and a backup between these two, but if I can only have two running backs on my team and I can pick any two in the NFL, I have to take Saquon and I have to take Christian McCaffrey. They're just both so dynamic. They're so dynamic. I know Derrick Henry can run the ball very well.
0: I know Nick Chubb runs downhill. I know, Josh, I know
1: Josh Jacobs leads the league in rushing yards this year, but I'm sorry. Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley are number one and number two, and whatever order you want to put them in in the NFL, in rushing yards. Or uh, not in rushing yards, in, in the NFL. That's it. That's literally it in the NFL.
0: And lastly, for quarterbacks, Okay. I think these two have separated themselves from the pack. If you're going to take
1: two quarterbacks, this one as far as starter and backup isn't as close as running back. But Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league and it's it's
0: like really like not close at all. And then Josh Allen is second. And
1: I think the two the two things about those two guys that differentiates them from the rest
0: is the fact that Mahomes and Allen both throw, obviously,
1: an exceptional ball, but they can throw in the run. They can both run in general. Incredible throws, dynamic athletes. Mahomes has got to be number one. Josh Allen's got to be number two if I'm taking the top two quarterbacks in the NFL on this fictional team. Okay. So that's going to wrap it up guys. We didn't want to go too long. It's a Thursday episode. Not much has happened between our episode uh, that we just recorded. Um, and, you know, I think uh, we wanted to keep it nice and brief. We wanted to keep you guys engaged. We want to keep you guys involved. We didn't want to run it longer than a half hour and we kept it under a half hour. So, Either way, we hope you guys enjoyed episode 45, Team USA Soccer. Let's go, baby. Huge weekend of NFL football. And give these little kids, not little kids, grown-ass men, but give these kids in college a little bit of a break. All right? Hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. We'll catch you guys on the next episode, next week, episode 46. But as of episode 45, hopefully you guys enjoyed it, and we'll catch you guys later. Thanks for listening to the Phenomenal Fan
0: Podcast. Want more? Follow us on social media and subscribe to Patreon for exclusive content.